Ascent, as you can see, this Sunday is gonna look a whole lot different. A lot different. So welcome, thank you for joining us. Welcome to the online experience. But listen, we got an important message for you today. And we didn't wanna do anything regular. We wanted to do something special, okay? We wanted to end this series on a, an important special note. So today, we're in a kitchen, a very different environment, and the, uh, the entire series that we've been talking about is this series of becoming. It's this idea of what transformation looks like as it relates to becoming more and more like Christ. Yeah, and so today we want to focus specifically on the process yes. of becoming. And how are we gonna do that? So, since we're talking about process, we decided let's take our church on a journey of baking. So, I don't know if you've ever, you haven't baked before. No, you know I can't bake. She can't bake. I. I don't, I'm not good at all either. So we can't bake, but we're going to try to. And it's this whole idea of process. We got our materials, as you can see, and we want you to join us for this morning and what that's going to look like. So stay tuned because we got a process of baking for you today. We are back, and as you can see, we couldn't do this by ourselves. We already told you Absolutely we can't bake not. at all, all right? So we have to bring in an expert. This is Jackie Stevens. Yes. Uh, she is on our staff and uh, works with hospitality and also going to be our uh, expert in baking. So ladies, come on. Tie them up. We got our, our aprons, aprons here. Ready. I'm ready. I, Get I geared hope, up, folks. I hope you guys know. Look, bread is my thing. So bread is my thing. I am eating carbs. Sure. Okay. Never all right. Baking, all right. And I gotta just because you know. <laughs> yes. I see this on the show where it's just dirty, so I just wanna you gotta get, get a little flour. Nose. You know, just mm -hmm. here. All right. Yep. Here we go. So what, how do we get this going? <laughs> what do I do? Get yeah. me started. Okay. Well, the most important part of bread is the yeast. Okay. So we're gonna add just this little packet and yeast is what makes the bread rise it's actually living okay. and so we have this water and it's it's warm so you what you want to think is like it's is it something I put my baby in is it warm enough, warm enough. you don't want it to be too warm okay. too cold okay. so we just pour this in so Mo I want you to pour that water right. in and then this kind of just needs the thing about baking is that you need time okay. you need to um, Give it time to do its thing. So yeast in hot water, uh -huh. and I like to add just a little bit of sugar because sugar actually feeds. A little feeds bit of sugar never hurt. A little, little bit. We don't even like measure. Don't um, even measure. See, Jackie, that's what I'm I, talking that, about. That's don't a real chef too. Don't even need to measure. Just on the eye. No, I'm like that. that. Because the sugar is going to like feed the yeast so that it starts to actually grow. Okay. And so when we do this, we let it sit. You'll see it start to kind of foam up. Wow. So then the next part that we're going to do is we're going to start adding some flour into this bowl. Okay. So I want you to use that scooper. Perfect. And that's this, that's the, the very, <clears throat> we're going to measure. Oh, yeah. Ah, so we measured it. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Okay. Flour. Scooper Don't is like, sugar, measure flour. <laughs> Got it. scooper is like a very technical term for a thing that puts the flour in. And you All can right. kind of see that that's kind of starting to foam up. It's cool. Yeah. I think my mind is still stuck on you saying like yeast is living and yeast grows. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like I'm on a Netflix cooking show. I know. Welcome to Cooking with the Coxes. <laughs> <laughs> Who don't know how to cook, so we will have a special guest. So, I'm actually, I'm welcome. actually, baking is tough for me because I am kind of a eh, eyeball it, but with baking you kind of have to mix that. Two of those, two. and you can put that in with the flour. So two in the flour. Mm -hmm. All right. One. 
two. Where's my okay. gifts? I always here? dance when oh, I cook. Here we go. One. Yeah. See, you can bake. Are you the lines for me, Maurice? do this. Two. two. And, and three. three. Cool. The thing about dough is that you can't just put all the ingredients together and throw it in the oven. You yeah. have to give it time to grow. As much as I want it to right. just, I just be throw like that, in. throw it in. And the end process, I like to just use a little bit of oil. Look oh, oil. Put some oil in your hands. Yes, please. And then just rub it in your hands. And then just put it all over the outside of your dough. Is there a special? Right. Nope. Just go, just go for it. Just go for it. Okay. 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 Oh, this feels I like, like really. It. And then I we're like just it. we're gonna let this dough rest. Wait, that's, that's just it. rest. It needs to rest. Like it needs a nap. <laughs> like Wait, it so... needs a nap. Because when we come back, this is gonna grow and it's gonna be twice the size of this, and that's gonna be the next step. So part of all this process is I just gotta sit and wait. Yeah, this is the best part. I gotta wait. wait. <laughs> okay, just listen, watch it. I, okay. we gotta wait, I guess, and let it rise and do, I, I see, I'm so instant and like, throw it in the microwave, but I'm learning some things. So stick right. with me, I'm learning about some process. Um, since we gotta wait, that means you guys gotta wait too, mm -hmm. all right? So take a moment, uh, join us as we sing a few songs uh, this morning, and I guess we gotta wait. Let's wait, I'm gonna be over here with Jackie. All right. Good morning, join us as we worship.
has to work its way through all that flour. Ah. So once we put this, covered it up, put it in a nice warm spot, it should double in size. Okay. So that yeast is actually creating little air pockets. So when you cut into bread and you see like those little air pockets mm -hmm. in there, it's because the yeast has made air space. And that's what makes bread kind of grow and be nice little fluffy. Okay. So, all right. Like We're actually going to make French bread today, My but favorite. the cool thing about dough, it's pretty basic. Like ingredients are flour and oil and sugar, water, mm -hmm. um, but you could, depends on how you form it. So okay. today we're going to make French bread loaves, but you could make this and put it in a pan or you could make, you know, So from this stage, rolls. we could actually make anything we want. If we wanted to make little dough balls. If you wanted to make, you could. we are in control of how we shape and form this. Yeah, bread. we're oh, gonna, okay. we are okay. gonna form it. I think you might talk about that a little I, bit I think later. I okay, she's, 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 getting, there. There. she's <laughs> getting some ideas here. Okay, so now that we um, take our dough out, you can feel how like springy it is. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. oh. So, but what we're gonna do is use our rolling pin. So, oh. you guys might have to take turns, oh, play okay. nice, okay. but. A little little flour on the rolling pin just so it, the dough doesn't stick. So we're going to roll this puppy out until it gets to be like a rectangle. Okay. okay. And so in the meantime, why don't you just start like, yeah, getting your, your dough ready. Okay. Um, so it doesn't have to be like perfect. Okay. We're just going to like. Am I rolling good? Mm -hmm. Once we get this guy rolled out, so once mm -hmm. he is in kind of a rectangle, 
the process is just going to be forming the shape. So we're going to start from one end and we're just going to roll it tight. We want it to be, if you picture what a French mm. bread loaf looks like, and I want to put tuck all those seams down so that they're okay. underneath. Okay. So what's going to be on top is going to be just this nice. All right. I like all that. Right. I'm seeing it. Yeah. So that's the forming piece. So yeah. I, I, we got some time today. I know you guys want to figure out what's happening, what's going on. We're going to keep doing this. I want you guys to focus on what's coming next. Um, but we just formed it. And now we got a beautiful. Uh, but you got to wait some more. We're waiting. <laughs> there it is. More that's the kicker. waiting. There's the kicker. All right. You know what? I think we've talked about waiting so much. I want to talk about waiting in just a little bit. All right. So sit back and uh, I'll be with you in a moment. But we got the shape of the bread and more waiting, obviously. <laughs> the fun part. <laughs> well, Ascent, I don't know how you guys feel about this morning, but I'm excited because I don't know if you've ever been in the shoes where you've had something planned and everything just starts falling in place. Today's message, I actually wanted to be guided by something Jackie's been talking about today. And it's this constant reminder of wait. She said something to the extent of waiting is one of the most important ingredients when it comes to baking bread. This idea of process, this idea of transformation has to be embedded in this idea of waiting. I actually want to use a different P word this morning to help us out, and that's patience. Because when we have patience, I believe the journey of transformation is so important. Because when we use this principle, when we use this ingredient of patience, it's exactly what God wants to get us to. There's a scripture that I want to say this morning that actually is going to guide us and point us directly towards what patience looks like. It's not directly embedded in patience, but you will see as I flush it out why patience is important. It's Philippians chapter one, verse six. This guy named Paul is writing to a church and he instructs them to be confident in this very thing. And I love how he uses it in a singular sense, to be confident in this very thing that he, talking about Jesus, who has begun a good work in you, will complete it until the very day of Jesus Christ. There's another version that actually says, Jesus will begin it, continue it, and complete it. This idea of beginning and completing, let's just make it very clear. Transformation started with Jesus and is going to end with Jesus. It's because of his love and his pursuit towards all of humanity. By his grace and mercy, we're able to turn and follow him. And because of this, Jesus begins this process and finishes this process. But let's be very clear, that does not mean we sit on the sideline. That does not mean that we don't have a part to play. Actually, he, it's this beginning and this uh, end that Jesus is in control of, and it's in the middle that I believe when we partner with Jesus, we get to know Jesus. And this idea of patience is so key and so important because we can rush to look like the end product. 
I remember growing up, and I'm a fan, we baking bread today, but I'm a big fan of baking cookies. I don't know how to bake bread, but I know how to bake cookies, okay? So when it comes to these cookies, I remember growing up, and I'm entering the store with my mom, and we're going down an aisle, and I just seen this box with delicious cookies. And you know how they put the picture right on the front, right? It's right on the front, it's like warm, it's like chocolate going down the side of it. It's an amazing cookie. And I grab this box and I'm like, mom, yes, cookies. I want cookies, I want cookies. And she's like, okay, perfect, we go home. And I unpack this box and it's like flour and chocolate chips in it. And I'm like, this is not the picture. This is not what I looked forward to when I opened this box. And she simply said to me and sat me down and said, well, listen, we, it takes some time because we gotta bake it. We gotta put it through this process, add all this ingredients, and then you'll get this product. Essentially, I had to wait. I had to sit still and all through this morning, we see those same words. I didn't intend for Jackie to tell us to keep waiting, but it just happened that way. And this message about transformation is so important because one of the things that I keep hearing in the back of my head is how Jackie mentioned yeast. We have to give yeast the time to infiltrate every area of the flour and every ingredient. How important, how impactful that is when we put it into the spiritual realm. The Holy Spirit, this seed of the Spirit of God that is inside of us, we have to let it take its course and become something and infiltrate every area of our life. Not just to enter into every area of our life, but to become king in every area of our life. This is so important that it's not just something that we say, but how is the Holy Spirit being the head and the ruler of my finances, my relationships, my decision making, the places I choose to go, the career opportunities I decide to take? How is the Holy Spirit a part of that? This principle of patience is exactly what we need to lean on. Because when we look at scripture, it's a constant reminder to wait and to wait there's one scripture that mentions, wait upon the Lord and your strength shall be renewed. See, when we talk about patience, we got to remind ourselves that growth is gradual. That's right. I'm going to say it again because transformation, process, all this stuff, we can bake bread and all these things, but growth is gradual. And if we get too impatient with ourselves and we don't start to see the fruit of our lives the way that we want, we'll get distracted and we'll get off course. But to know to be patient with ourselves and with God is gonna be so important during something like this, a season of transformation, not even just a season, an entire journey of transformation. As we think about transformation, I want us to be reminded that patience is something that comes from God. Isn't it important, so cool how he has set everything up? I'm going to start the journey and end the journey. Oh, and you're going to need patience along the journey? Don't worry. The Holy Spirit is going to give that to you too. Everything we need, God has equipped us with. The question becomes, how have we utilized what God has given us? Because in the midst of process, in the midst of transformation, I believe patience is something that God presses us towards because it reminds us that it's all about him. With becoming like Christ, there's a caution that, I, that comes with it. As I sat down, I started to think about it more and more. Becoming like Christ 
It's so cool and interesting, but it also comes with a caution. And I say that because when I become more and more like Jesus, I have to be mindful that it's all about him. And that's what patience does to us, because if I'm not aware of that, I can think it's about me. See, in becoming like Christ, I'm a better husband. In becoming like Christ, I'm a better friend. Someday I'll be a better father. I'm a person who's better at work. I'm more integral. I have more character when I become more and more like Christ. This transformation journey betters my life. But it doesn't better my life so that I can say, look at me. See, people and friends will look at you and say, wow, look at that character. Look at that integrity. Look at all the things that you are doing. Look how you are flourishing. Look at the type of person you are. And if I'm not aware, if I'm not patient to pause and be reminded that it's all about Jesus, I can let that go to my head. Paul, a little bit later, says, don't think too highly of yourself. He reorients us and reminds us that it's all about Jesus. And if I could just put it in context, patience points us to Christ because it slows us down and shows us it's because of him that I'm better at this or I'm more integral in this area or I have more character in this area. If you don't grasp anything else, patience and this idea of transformation is a beautiful thing that if we forsake, we miss out on how God has destined us and purposed us because it's in the process that we get to know him. It's in the process that the Holy Spirit gets to have his way and gets to get inside of every area of our life. When we are patient, the Holy Spirit is just like that yeast. When we're patient and we let the Holy Spirit take its course, we gradually rise to who God has called us to be. When we're patient and let the Holy Spirit take its course in our life, we rise to the husband or the wife that we're supposed to be. When we are patient and we let the Holy Spirit take its course in our life, we're able to turn away from something that we were not supposed to be doing in the first place. We're able to let go of addictions. We're able to do some things in our life because we have allowed the Holy Spirit to take its course. Growth is gradual. And if we are not careful, we can get distracted by all of the external things. Remember the ingredients that is placed inside of us called the Holy Spirit. And let us always remember the principle of patience as it relates to transformation. We got some more baking to do, but I need you to know and to remind yourself as you have a practical step to be patient. Be patient with yourself and be patient with God, knowing that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it and continue it That is the work of the Holy Spirit. Jesus started it, will continue it, and complete it. Waiting. There is a lot of waiting happening right now, isn't there? Oh, you guys, welcome to Ascent. You know, one of the groups of people out there that is waiting the most right now are our teachers and our students. And we wanna let you guys know uh, that this week is the end of our teacher week. I hope you guys have had a chance to help sign up for that. Maybe uh, you've been able to give to our effort. We wanna bless every teacher we can with some sort of gift bag. And so we've had gifts coming in with that. We wanna say thank you for that. If you haven't given yet, 
you can go on to our uh, website and you can give to that. Just click the Ascent Serve drop down in the memo you could write teachers and we will make sure, you guys, that that gets to some teachers who want it. So I hope that you'll do that. If you have any questions about it, you can contact Kayla at ascentcc.org and we'll have that email come up for you here. Hey, uh, if you're new to Ascent, we wanna say welcome to you. I, you guys, I found out this week, we have dozens and dozens of people who don't live in Colorado, who every week are coming on. So if, uh, whether you live in Colorado and you're a part of Ascent, or you live in Florida, I don't, you know, wherever it is, I hope you'll take a second and fill out that little connect button up above. We would love to get to know you more. Uh, when you do that, we actually send you a $5 uh, Starbucks gift card, and I guarantee you there's a Starbucks near you, so uh, I hope you'll take advantage of that. Hey, and the last thing, of course, is, you guys, this has been a season that has been scary sometimes. It has been a, like, gosh, what's happening? Uh, and as a church, we have just tried and plugged forward with, we believe that Jesus is as active as he ever has been. And so we're determined to love him during this time, uh, to grow during this time, to serve our neighbors, to love our community. You guys, and we just gotta say from the bottom of our hearts how grateful we are. You guys have helped make that happen. So thank you for your generosity. The way that you guys have given and participated in loving our neighbors um, has been really amazing. Uh, so you can continue to give. Uh, you can give online, you can text to give. That information should be up for you. Uh, so thank you for that. Okay guys, now we're going back to Mo and Aisha. All right, y'all, so there's one more thing we have to do before we put this baby in the oven. Yes. Yes, I, I just want to know, I got one question. I feel like I'm in, you know, one of the movies right now. Mm -hmm. Are we there yet? We're the Are we there yet? I mean, we have to bake it. Okay, okay. Oh, I don't want you to eat any raw dough, okay. but I, it smells mm -hmm. really good. I'm right. trying to eat raw Now, the dramatic flair. So we're going to just cut some slits. Oh. So what this does, you, when you see French bread in the... That's where those slits yeah. come from. Right. It's important because what it does is it okay. allows air to escape. Yeah. But it keeps its shape. Okay. So it's just kind of like a little escape hatch. I can see it. So then this right here is just an egg white. And you don't have to do this, but when you get bread from the um, store, it has kind of a glossy like... Uh-huh. Mm. So, Secret recipe, huh? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we're just going to like put a little bit of a wash on uh -huh. there and then it's good to go in the oven. All right. All right. So I will, do the I will do that and work my muscles. Come on. All right. Beauty. And we wait. Family, I am such a novice when it comes to baking. The only things that I bake, the only things that are baked in the Cox household are things that are pre-made and require like 15 minutes max of my time. But today we learned that there is a process when it comes to baking bread, just like there's a process when it comes to us becoming more like Jesus. And Maurice highlighted that a part of that process is waiting. A part of that process requires patience because becoming like Jesus is not gonna happen over a span of a few hours. It's not gonna happen overnight. It's not gonna happen at a camp or a retreat or an event. It's something that's gonna happen over time. And there's another principle that I wanna highlight for all of us today. Something that bread and becoming have in common 
is that shaping is part of the process. We see this in scripture, the idea of being shaped and formed by God. In the very beginning, in Genesis 2, it says that God formed man from the dust of the ground and he breathed life into his nostrils. And then one of my favorite Psalms, Psalm 139, written by David, he's talking about God. He says, you formed my most inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. And we see this initial shaping and forming being made in God's image. But I want you to know today that God wants to continue to shape us. God wants to shape us inwardly to become more and more like Jesus. And in order for God to continue to shape us, we have to make sure we are not competing with him and trying to shape ourselves. Because you see, for the first 18 years of my life, Aisha did her own thing. Aisha was in control. Aisha was El Capitan of her own ship, okay? I got to do what I wanted. And you know, growing up and hearing things like, be the person that you want to be. That means I get to set the standard of living for myself. I get to justify what I do and what I don't do. And to be honest, I really like that. I love being in control. I'm Enneagram number one. It's just, it's just in me, right? But then now you add Jesus into the mix. You add this relationship with him. And the person that I was, the person who thrived off of being in control, that no longer serves the person that Jesus wants me to be. That no longer serves the person that God is calling me to be. And you see, shaping, it's not just about sharing control with God. No, it's about relinquishing control with God. It's about relinquishing control to God. It's having this posture of surrender and taking your hands off and, and allowing God and trusting God to do that work in us. And I believe there's three ways that God shapes us. God wants to shape us by his spirit. God has given us the gift of his Holy Spirit living on the inside of us to help us, to counsel us, and to teach us. Those are some things that you hear pretty often about the Holy Spirit. But when it comes to shaping, I also want you to know that conviction can be part of that process. Now there's a difference between condemnation and conviction. Condemnation is to make you feel shame and guilt about something. Conviction is to call you higher, to call you to do better, to call you to become more like Jesus. What would Jesus do? And I had this moment for myself when the Holy Spirit convicted me and showed me that I was selfish. Now y'all, I was shocked. I was like, not me. No way, everyone always describes me as being so sweet, like that just doesn't make sense. Then I had to sit in that moment and realize, no, you are selfish. When you don't get your way, you don't like that. You don't always respond or act the best. I had to swallow that hard truth and realize that God was trying to shape me to become more like his son. Now, if Maurice would have told me himself, Aisha, you're selfish, 
that would not have been received well. So I'm thankful for the conviction that came from the Holy Spirit to show me that about myself. Show me something that, you know, I didn't really even want to see, to be honest. So I am thankful. And y'all, Jesus was far from selfish. Jesus was selfless. He gave of himself as a sacrifice so that we can have abundant life and eternal life. And becoming like Jesus is not easy. And that's why we have a helper on the inside of us to give us insight, to give us strength, and to give us power to become more like Jesus. The next thing God uses to shape us is his word. Romans 12 talks about not being conformed to this world, but being transformed by the renewal of your mind, by the renewing of your mind. And we do that by getting God's word in our heart. We do that by reading it, by meditating on it, and, and sitting with that word. And not just being hearers of the word, but also doers of the word. How do we live out his word? And when we look in scripture, it shows us the kind of character that Jesus had. It shows us the heart that he had. It shows us his mindset and his perspective on things. And I wanna ask you, have you been shaped more by the world than you have by God's word? And I'll let you know right now, for me, yes, I have. But that's why we gotta lean into God's word so we can learn and have his word in our heart. And that's how he shapes us. That's another way of how he shapes us. The last way that I believe God wants to shape us is through our circumstances. And not just the good times, but a heavy emphasis on the challenging times, the trials, things that feel pressing to us. And when I learned about the shaping of the bread, you know, I went on YouTube to watch some videos because I knew absolutely nothing. And the sh in that shaping part of like pressing the dough and shaping it seemed like pretty fun and cool. When I did it with Jackie, it was pretty fun and cool. But also that rolling pin and that pressing that takes place. And I want you to know when it comes to shaping, shaping doesn't always feel good. Shaping is not always comfortable. Shaping requires an aspect of pressing. And I look at this season in our world, this season in our lives, this feels like a pressing season. Trying to navigate work and school in the midst of a pandemic. Life feels restrictive. There's tension at home. It feels pressing. There's a scripture talked about being hard pressed on every side. And the more conversations that I have with people, the more times that I sit down just to be with myself and sit, I realize that I too relate to that feeling of being hard pressed on every side. I wanna challenge you in this moment, if you can relate to that, to know that while you feel that pressing, that God is working, that God is shaping you not only, not only shaping the this, this situation, the circumstances for your good, but shaping you to become more like him. And I think of my own life. I think of some of the most pressing circumstances that I've experienced. Finding out my little sister had cancer when I was in college. Realizing how much moving to Colorado would require me to sacrifice, would require me to give up. And then the struggle and the challenge 
of transition, being in a new place, embracing my calling, embracing ministry, embracing speaking. Please believe I told y'all in the last message, I was like Moses, I was Moesha, I didn't wanna do any of this. And I look back now that I'm on the other side and I see how God used those pressing circumstances to shape me to become more like his son. And I see that also with Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, when he was in a place like, this is too much. I don't know if I can do it. God, if you would let this cup pass from me. Then he had that other part after the comma. But nevertheless, not my will, your will be done. And friends, a part of the shaping process requires pressing. It's part of the process. Don't resist it. And I just think for those of you that love you some wine, you know those grapes, they have to be pressed. And on, on their own, grapes only last, what, a few days, a week tops? But when they are pressed into wine, baby, there's longevity in that. And I think in the pressing, it not only shapes who you are as a person, but it also shapes your faith. So I know I said a lot of things today about shaping, but I want you to know that shaping can be difficult, but it is necessary. And like Maurice said, God will begin, continue, and complete that work in you so you can become more like Jesus. Look at that. Salt, sugar, flour, olive oil, all of this ingredients put into a process brings us to this delicious bread. I couldn't help but to use this moment not only to articulate the importance of transformation and what that means. We use this day to talk about two principles of patience and shaping. And we use these to talk about bread, process, but ultimately transformation. But I wanted to throw in one more because I believe one more principle is gonna lead us exactly into what I believe is a tangible step to think about for every single one of us. There's this idea in the Bible, very Christian term called communion. It's this idea of every single person who is continuing to live and follow after Jesus to stop and remember. I couldn't help but to think how process not only speaks to our day-to-day -day lives, but it speaks to what Jesus did for us. But I wanna take a moment to actually normalize a little bit of what communion means. If we're honest, communion is this really church term that we can just throw around loosely I wanna take a moment to do more than just throw it out without really deeply looking at how important it is. If you're a Christian and you're excited about this and you're a person who thinks deeply about this, then awesome, go ahead and get ready, start grabbing materials, juice, and all that other stuff. But I also wanna take a moment to just normalize for a second. This idea of communion is one, if we think about it seriously, it's unnatural. We look at scripture, and some of you may go and read some of this, and we see Jesus say things like, eat of my body and drink of my blood. That's unnatural if you ask me. That's more vampire cannibalism if you ask me. But there's an importance to it 
And I think that's what we have to slow down and to think about. See, Jesus used his body and his sacrifice of his, uh, his life to show us how much he loved us, to show us that he cared deeply for us. And because of this, we take a moment to stop and remember. Communion is actually a moment of thankfulness, of gratefulness. And when we think about process, there's no process like the one that Jesus went through, coming from heaven down to earth, living a life that none of us could live, and then dying a death that none of us could die. For that, many Christians, many people, use this term of communion as a way to gather corporately and to partake of bread and juice as a symbolism to say, Lord, thank you for your body and your blood that was a sacrifice for us. And I think this is really special. And I think this is something that we ought to do and remember. It's a tangible step. So we had the principle of patience, shaping, and now that practical step of one being remember. I believe this is a tangible step that means something really important spiritually. So if you're a person who has bread and juice, if you're a person who has milk and cookies, if you have the bottom of the bread and peanut butter, or if you're a part of the people who are considering this whole Jesus thing, I want you to take a moment to actually listen and go read this scripture that we're about to read in just a little bit. If all of us take this moment to remember the life of Jesus, I think this is exactly what Jesus meant when he said, remember me. So I grabbed a few of my friends and I don't know what your house looks like, but like I said, grab whatever you desire and let's take a moment to remember what Jesus did. I got bread and I got juice, but you grab what you want. For I received from the Lord what I also deliver to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me.
Oh, right. 
and I will rise. I will rise. Guys, I hope you heard those words. There is nothing but the blood of Jesus, nothing that can help us live during this time and become who God intends us to be. Man, I believe that in every little part of my soul. I don't know that I always live it, but I try to believe it. I hope you do too, and I hope this week, this has been encouragement for you to grow into that. Hey, next week, you are not gonna wanna miss the beginning of our new series. It's called Life in Captivity. And I think it's gonna be a phenomenal few weeks for us to look at how do we live during this time, especially going into the fall. I hope you'll be there for that, and we can't wait to see you next time. <laughs>